Wednesday night's always a big show because we're talking politics with Bomber. Uh, Martin Bradbury joins us on the program. If you would like to ask a question, just hit us up in the comments section uh, or there's going to be a link published where you can join us on the show in the hot seat and, uh, you know, uh, say what you want to say. Uh, always interested. Uh, Martin takes any questions, and sometimes they're quite critical of him and his opinion, but he's an adult, and he's got great opinions, and he will just uh, he'll just, he will just he can take it. It's like a battering ram. This guy's got the uh, number two most political, listened to political podcast, and he's listened to by Cam Moss, who's a very big deal. So, uh, yeah, we're here till about a little after 9.30 until it gets boring, until we sound like we... Uh, last week's episode, but there's lots to talk about today. So please welcome our um, very special guest, Bomber Brett. G'day, mate. How are you? I thought last week's show was great. Why? It was. It was great. But you know, Until the end, though, apparently, what happened at the end? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is that, you know, so we don't keep on going round and around and around because there's only just so much COVID and Jacinda bashing anybody can take. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're not news to for God's sake. Uh, big logo saying, uh, cheer. Thank you very much. Hey, so... This Clark Gayford thing had to come out in the newspaper today and say Clark isn't a meth dealer. He hasn't been taken down. He's not been any centre of any police investigation. There's a 20,000-strong uh, member, where is Clark page? Like Shane Warne died of an overdose of cocaine in, uh, in Thailand. <laughs> we are so easy to go down the path. That Clark is importing meth. And, oh, my God, what is happening here? Why is it so easy to believe us? Why Why for us, Bruce Second, I was like, maybe, maybe there's something in this. I don't know. I think that, <laughs> I think that we're in a, a new social media landscape where you hear a rumour and it sounds so good. And yeah. you're so convinced it's true. And you want to be the one to be the first to tell everyone about it. Yeah. And it's being suppressed by the media. So you're truth-seeking. Um, New Zealand is just too small a place. Yes. Like, if this had actually happened, like if, he, if, this, if this nonsense about him was true, it would have come out like maybe 24 hours after it happened, right? It's just too oh small a place for something yeah. that large to get out, to, 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 to be hidden away. Um, it, of course, it's all nonsense. And, and it, I, I think it's part of we want to think the worst of the people we don't like. And there are a lot of people who don't like Clark uh, just for being Clark. Um, he and I used to work together uh, back in the day on Channel Z. We had a show together. I've known him for decades. I have an enormous amount of love for him. I think he's, I think he's a top bloke. And the garbage, the garbage that I get people trying to tell me with absolute certainty, it's true, bro, it's true. You're going, dude, I talked to him yesterday. No, no, that's not true, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But also maybe this is an extension of people's frustration with Jacinda and the Labour government. They're willing to throw any piece of shit at anything uh, in case it sticks because of their just – Oh yeah! Look, people, people, people have gone into into an altered dimension in terms mm. of hating 
Jacinda. I mean, remember what she did is she kept COVID out of New Zealand. They've done research now that suggests that her actions and the actions of the Labour Party saved New Zealand over two years, 3,000 deaths. You imagine what 3,000 deaths over two years in a place as little as New Zealand would have felt like. We would have all known someone who'd have died. We all would have had multiple people in our lives who wouldn't be here right now. And she saved us from that tsunami of grief. And for doing so, she gets this river of hate saying the most evil shit about her and her partner and her kid, and it just never ends. And you're going, and she's getting all this for saving 3,000 lives. I mean, we used to do this song, We Don't Know How Lucky We Are, and and I think <laughs> it's summed up more so than ever before. Speaking Where of I, lucky, Bomber, though, do you think the luck's run out on on the magic of the, the, the honeymoon period with the Labour government? Not necessarily oh. the Cinder. You can tell there's a tur- there's a turning of the tide, mate. Well, the, the turning of the tide is in the following. Those people who were right on the edge back in 2017, who heard that she was going to be transformative when it came to housing, who heard that she was going to be transformative when it came to child poverty, who heard that she was going to be transformative when it came to climate change and inequality and all these other things that were making and hurting them so badly. And she came in in 2017... And she really did sweet bugger all for the poor and for the housing and for the homeless and for all of those people in the bottom of the heap. The middle classes, well, Bernard Hickey has shown us in his research that most of the COVID has gone to the middle classes and made them a trillion dollars wealthier. So they've done quite well. The people who are able to stay at home have done quite well because they have nice homes. The middle classes love Jacinda and they aren't going anywhere. The people on the underclass, though, the people who went onto Parliament's lawns, the Lumpen proletariat, the, the the working class people, the beneficiaries of New Zealand, well, they've they've had nothing but more suffering and pain. And the only luck for for Jacinda is that they probably won't turn to National or Chris Luxon and think that he's their saviour either. Um, what will most likely happen is that we're just going to have a very low voter turnout in 2023 because people who have been deceived or who, who have felt that they haven't actually got that transformative from change from, from, from Labour, they're going to feel their promises have been broken and they're just, they're just not going to revoke. What do you think of Luxon's repealing all the taxes and all of the, the, um, the good work that just oh, has done? Yeah, I, I, think, I think that there is absolute valid um, argument to be made about moving the tax brackets, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, inflation and everything else has changed those tax brackets. Um, we should move those in accordance with, with, with inflation. I think that's fair enough. I don't think that's a major problem. Uh, and that would be a decent thing for for everyone, I think, to be able to do that. In terms of all of the other bits and pieces that have been added on, well, those bits and pieces that have been added on fund a whole bunch of things. And, exactly. and that's my point. Do you think uh, what's he going to do? I mean, you know, okay, I'm going to take all those taxes away, but he's going to disguise a tax somewhere else, right? Well, this is this is this is this is the problem, I think, with 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 where he wants to go with this. If you actually took him at his word and withdrew everything that he wanted to withdraw, 
You're talking $10 billion in spending, right? There's a lot of shit that we need and want in that kind of cut. Um, so so I think short to long term, it's it's crazy. It won't work. We get to keep more money and we get to decide what we want to do with that money is maybe the point of what he's trying and, to and do. I, and, I think, and I think that's where he's going, right? But, I mean, $800 a year... Um, you know, it's 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 money that it's collectively put in. It'll probably get a better deal anyway. But look, look, the, the, it's, it's all a pantomime because Labor wasn't really serious about doing anything on tax. They didn't bring in a capital gains tax. They haven't brought in a financial transaction tax. The the banks this month, this month walked out of New Zealand with a six billion dollar profit in one year during COVID. If we if we want to fund better services, instead of taxing you and me and all our other poor schmucks out there more money, go after the fucking banks and yeah. go after the corporates. Those yeah. pricks who yeah. have, who are just earning so much money in profit, in profit, man. It is unacceptable that they should take so much while the rest of us get nailed. So, yes, we should have more taxes, but it shouldn't be on you and me. It should be on the corporate. I thought Luxon would, would, would be a bit more creative and have a crack at GST and bring a nap down or do something a little bit more that was, you know, have a crack at GST. Bring there's, GST. There's no, they're, not, they're, not, they're not talking about anything that is um, visionary or clever or stepping outside the norm. It's all very basic bitch orthodoxy. Yeah, it was basic. And it's, it's just, there's nothing. It's just, you know. Luxon's tax reforms are as good as the Commerce Commission's fucking bitch slap to the, to the supermarkets. Which oh, my God. Like, we strongly suggest. How pathetic. How pathetic was that Commerce Commission report? Here was an opportunity. Here was an opportunity yeah. to have 30% of the supermarket uh, industry taken and given to the government where they could run it for not-for-profit and you would have better-priced foods, cheaper foods for the consumer, you would have better prices for the producer, and you'd have better working conditions for the workers. And that in of itself, at a time when food inflation is going through the roof, at a time when costs are going up, if you could bring in a really cheap, uh, food uh, industry uh, uh, competitor that was able to exploit that half a billion dollar profit that duopoly walk out the door with every single year. <laughs> we can give that back to the people. Oh, sweet Jesus. What a better way that would have been. But what did we get instead? It was like a... And, it and, seems like a giant cartel. And the Commerce Commission is really... It is a cartel. It is yeah. a giant cartel, and and we got screwed over again. And I think the Commerce Commission were incredibly weak, spineless, and gimpless. Yeah. And if they're going to be gimpless and spineless about it, Labor's not going to have any balls over oh, it. No. So it's a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Again. Didn't we almost have it all? Uh, what else? Uh, trouble. Uh, so big logie. Trouble is cutting taxes creates big gaps in budget. Population ain't getting smaller. Um, Oliver uh, chimes in with limited liability on companies, makes them sometimes uh, have more rights than common people. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Courtney Richards, gas prices will go through the roof because of Russia. Oh, oh. Succeed in blaming the government. 
Uh, expect also expect with petrol prices to go. I mean, they're, they're talking now um, four dollars, four dollars fifty a litre in New Zealand within within before the end of this month. Um, I know a guy that uh, is a former top dog at Gull, yeah. and he said fill up this week because it's going to go high fours next week. And he said in two weeks, you know how you said five dollars a litre? Yes. yes, it's a reality. It's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that what we'll also see are $10 loaves of bread. Uh, the Ukraine and Russia are 30% of the wheat product for the entire planet. Um, they can't, the farmers aren't out plant, planting right now because they're all at war. Uh, their crops have been destroyed and burnt. Um, the wheat markets overnight have blown up like 180% in, 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 in prices. Um, expect... Uh, yeah, within 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 the next two months, I would expect ten dollar a, 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 a loaf bread, and and this could continue for some time. This is going to fuck New Zealand big time. Our poor, someone's going to die. We'd have more than three thousand deaths on our hands in COVID, um, just with this inflation, petrol prices, war, and uh, a government that's fucking too lean on anything. And this is and this is where I, I think the big vision stuff from Labour is lacking. I think that what we all want is a state that steps in when the market is failing, right, and doesn't actually provide competition. It's just two very large companies as a cartel. When we step in and reset the market, but also provides us all with a cheaper option for living good. And, and this is why I've always supported GST or fresh fruit and vegetables, right? I mean, the argument is, oh, but that just gives you more money to spend on sweets. Perverse outcome. For some people, sure. But it also allows you to do a, to, to actually get a benefit out of doing something that's good for you that has the immediate impact of providing more money in your pocket and also creates the long-term impact of better health outcomes, right? So that's what we look to the state to do, to step in and do those sorts of things, that actually have greatest utility for all of us. And mm. but, but we, we won't try any of those big ideas because we're too scared of actually stepping out into the market and doing something. Mm. Uh, and, and, and I think that, that if you don't have big ideas or big vision that, all you're doing is asking voters to endure. And I think after two years of COVID, New Zealanders don't want to endure some more. They want to know that there is some hope then the cost of living is going to come down. What about the cost of living crisis that uh, Jacinda, the Prime Minister, was avoiding this week? Not calling it a crisis. I mean, it's a fucking crisis. She's living on $400,000 a year. It's it's easy to see the world a different way where you have some great money. Uh, I've done it before. And then you see the absolute reality of it. And this is, and this is, and you're absolutely right. This was the political damage for the government this week. Mm. Jacinda looked and sounded completely out of touch. Everyone is hurting. Every time. One of the first times ever. Yes. First times ever. She was like a fuck. It was, it was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't understand the pain Mm. that's going on out there. And I think that, that, that this is the, this is the problem that they now run into. They start looking and sounding out of touch with the lived real reality and lived experience mm-hmm. of everyone. If you've got a mortgage, expect to be paying so much more. If you've got a car, expect to be paying so much more. If you buy food, expect to be paying so much more. And this is going across the board. This isn't just the, the poor and the beneficiaries and the working classes now. 
It's middle classes who are those first-home buyers who are trying to be able to pay the mortgage and all of the increases as well. If we don't have some large-scale ideas to step in, I mean, we should be looking at free public transport right now to offset the cost of of petrol and 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 get everyone onto public transport. Make make those who are having to pay extra at the pump at least get the efficiency of the bloody roads with less people on it, right? At least give them that for that cost and allow working class people to be able to opt out of that cost altogether and go on buses. Yes, it'll cost more in terms of public transport, but that's the, those are the things we're going to start looking at doing now. Absolutely. Someone's need to look, look at that. You're absolutely right. Tell me, when she says her answer, her biggest answer was prices on petrol, Ukraine, and we've upped the minimum wage. If you up the minimum wage, it drives prices up because businesses are going to absorb higher costs so things go up again, right? So it doesn't help the crisis. I mean, it's good. We need to put more people on better money. Everybody needs a wage increase. The problem, the problem, the problem for the prime minister is every single time, and you're absolutely right, when she gets challenged on the inequality mm-hmm. and she gets challenged on the pain that people are going through, she suddenly becomes a tax wonk. And she starts wonking on about all of these policies and the rebatements that you get and the, the extra credit for this that you get and the extra this and the extra. And she seems to think that beneficiaries, working class people, just working people out there are accredited tax accountants who yeah. are filing their monthly yeah. monthly accounts, right, and then getting the benefit at the end. No, they're not. Most people aren't. Most people are frightened to talk to the tax man. People don't know any of those things, and they're not aware of that. And so the tiny amount of extra help out there for people who just just aren't doing those sorts of things, those aren't solutions. And And also, a lot of those things aren't advertised. They don't want to tell you about the help. You want to seek the help out. They don't want to give you this money. And this is the craziest thing, right? All of those agencies, particularly welfare agencies, never tell you what you're entitled to. No. So if you're not aware of what your entitlements are, you're not getting them. And that ignorance is actually something they play on. They don't want to let you know the things you've got. No. Um, okay, so yeah, she does go on about that, and it's it's hugely frustrating. But the a, a non admission that there is a crisis, and isn't it isn't it crisis such a big word, eh? especially leading up to an election? No one wants the word crisis in the media. And, and I, I think I think this was part of the reason why you saw such a backlash from many left wing people about the parliamentary protests. Nobody, particularly the left like to have their policy failures fed back to them, right? We're supposed to be the, the, the side that cares about brown poor people, and yet here are all these brown poor people who have been hurt, but we don't care about them because they're not the right kind of protesters, right? Yeah. Um, and, 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 so, and so it really does grind the left when people point out, well, hold on, let's look at child poverty, let's look at housing, let's look at all these social ills, and we're not seeing any any real major change. And I think it's made more difficult for the government because they've got an MEP majority. There's no excuses for not being able to pass legislation like that to fix some of these big issues, you know? Um, so they've got the power and the muscle, but they don't have the vision and the, or, 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 or idea of where to use it. Darren's got a good question. Do you anticipate a rise in crime with the cost of living rising and more desperate people put there? Absolutely. Oh, um, Jesus, yes. Yeah. Huge, 
you you're going to have a lot of people who have never had any issues with the with the um, with the law um, who will start to steal out of desperation. And you know, I mean, when people are stealing to feed hungry people. Um, that's 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 a system failure. I don't think that's a personal crime. I think that's a systemic failure. Um, Zared, um, hey guys, back again. Do you think with the latest Roy Morgan poll, uh, they have Labour worried? Do you read that poll? I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that came out very, very interesting. Act and National now over fifty percent, um, and uh, they've got a, a higher number than the Greens and Labour combined. Um, the interesting thing with the Roy Morgan is it's been consistently showing that uh, that the the right block have been growing, the left block have been falling. Um, I don't know if Labour is as low as the Roy Morgan poll is suggesting, but um, yeah, no, it, it's it's hard work out there at the moment for the Labour Party. A lot of their underclass support, a lot of beneficiary support, a lot of poverty support, just don't feel that they've had anything transformative out of this government, and they're resentful. And when they see Jacinda's kindness brand and then they take that kindness and look at how they're being treated and how their lives are going and their pain, and it, it, it becomes a corrosive, almost um, toxic relationship then because the, 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 the kindness seems so sharp and severe when, when put next to their lived experience. So, um, yeah. It's, almost it's, seems uh, like an act, though. Right, it's it's the character. What hers? Hers? The kindness stuff? Yeah, or it seems disingenuous. No, 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 no. That's a misreading of her core. She honestly believes kindness is the highest virtue. But it's, when, it's, when it's she's real, saying A and doing B, the kindness seems like pretty fake. Oh, it, it does. If you're if you're at the bottom and you're getting screwed over right now, the kindness feels perverse, right? For them, it feels. But if you're middle class and doing quite well, and you know, yeah, hey, everything's good. If, if you're someone who benefited from the electric vehicle rebate, right? <laughs> you're good. You love her. Love her. Yeah, but if you're hungry and you can't uh, feed, oh, you her, hate it. You hate it. You absolutely, and, and you think crazy things about her yeah. and her government. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, time will tell, right? When's the election coming up? 2023? 2023, um, October, November uh, 2023. And she called an election? Or you, you no, 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 she, she, has, she, 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 gives the, um, she gives the election date, usually in the year of the election. Right. Uh, over that January period, she'll come out and say, I will... And it's, it's a tradition that's kind of started since John Key, actually. It's usually been the PM's prerogative to be able to decide right up until the last minute and keep everyone guessing so the strategists are all over the place. But John Key started a tradition just going into the year saying, OK, no, no, this is when I'm going to have I'm going to hold the election at this time. And it usually, it usually attempts to go for the longest period. John Key's done pretty well through a COVID period. <laughs> all the rich and Incredibly well. And this is the first thing. This is what Bernard Hickey points out in his research that came out in January, um, that most of that COVID money went to the richest New Zealanders and it's earned them a trillion dollars. Well, a lot of people didn't get that support. A lot of people didn't get that kind of love at all. And they're angry and pissed. And they're only going to get more angry and pissed because costs are going to go up dramatically in the next three months. Um, this whole Ukraine thing and, and us... Um giving the um, 
what is it, oligarch, something, the million, the Russian billionaires, uh, a good telling off, and $2 million to the Ukraine. Why even fucking bother? I mean, because uh, you, you have to, because you have to, because you have to, because what Putin's doing is just, just so monstrous. Uh, you, everyone has to stand in, in solidarity with one another on this. I mean, it's a bit the, the hypocrisy of the West. I mean, watching watching Condoleezza Rice say, "Oh, it was it's it's invading a sovereign nation is wrong," in, in reference to the Ukraine, and you're listening to her words going. I remember quite distinctly you invading Iraq, Afghanistan, <laughs> based on fucking nothing, and you were sitting here nodding piously along about you know you shouldn't invade. I mean, I'm 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 no I'm no apologist for the terrible things that Putin's done, but sweet Jesus, the West invades left, right, and centre whenever we bloody think our interests are threatened. Uh, so. Uh, the financial screws are on, uh, flights, really hard economic stuff, loans being called in, his, what, rupee, uh, rubles have been... But it's also here. going to impact us. I mean, you KiwiSaver, you'll have noticed your KiwiSaver is just getting destroyed. Every time you check it, and they're being like, oh, Right? I've dropped, I've dropped $30,000 out of the fucking sky, and it's a worry. Right? Right? I know. And you're going, oh, but it always goes up. Oh, but it always goes up. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Maybe it's not going to go up. Maybe it's not. And, and, and there was a massive reordering. Um, I would not be surprised if there's another hit on Wall Street overnight. Um, uh, I, think, I think the full ramifications of all of the things that Russia brings into the world as a base material, just the minerals, the metals, the, the wheat, the grains, all of that stuff. It's such an important contributor to the entire globe. And its markets have just crashed. I mean, it, it looks like overnight there'll be a virtual default on the entire Russian economy. And we haven't had that in modern times. You just imagine a country just economically going... You know, so the, 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 he doesn't leave him with a whole lot of options, right? And he's fucking crazy. So I mean, he's the first one to bring up nuclear war, uh, bombs. And this is the danger. This is the danger that I think you, you, you've zeroed in on. I mean, he has spent five, six, seven years planning this. Mm. Um, it, well, I think that the, the thing that made him decide to go for it was the coup in Kazakhstan, just south of his country, Russia, in January, which looks like it might have had something to do with the West. I think Putin looked at that and went, screw this. Come on, let's just get it on. And um, the, 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 the very poor military um, so far, uh, very little in terms of Air Force, uh, no mass hacking. Um, it kind of looks like it was a feint so that he could come up with an excuse to use a nuke. And I think that there is certainly within the Russian army an argument that if we use a tactical nuke on the battleground – the rest of NATO will never dare enter one inch of Russian sphere. And so uh, you certainly could think that this is that his plan all along was to create some argument so that he could then... I mean, it, it, it looks like they are planning something with a, 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 a biological weapon. They were caught out planning to use a biological weapon and then claim it was the Ukrainians 
who had released it. So there's there's crazy shit out there, right? And they're prepared to do some evil shit. Um, so so yeah, I I I don't know where this is going to end. Uh, I thought that he would simply take it as a geopolitical win and take the east and get a, a land corridor. Um, through, is he through, pretending to get his ass kicked? You know, I'm hearing uh, great Ukraine stories where they're, they're defeating the Russian troops and all of the Russian troops are in Ukraine now, which isn't apparently that many, and they're all getting their asses handed to Yeah, see, this is... What's going on? Yeah, yeah this is the problem. Um, it's, it's Whether it's a grotesque by him or this is actually... And he right. wants to create a situation where he could use a terrible mass, a, 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 a terrible weapon, whether it be a, a battlefield nuke or a um, some type of biological, even a nerve agent, right? That he's able to do something horrific that makes everyone go, "Oh shit, <laughs> we're not going to have anything to do with it. Uh, we're never going to mess with her." Um, so I think he's he's at that level where he wants to commit a war crime. So the, the mutilation is then everything that everyone backs away from. So what, how does that affect the, uh, the oil situation if he lets off a nuclear bomb? Oh, well, I mean, look, the, 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 the problems with the oil is that Russia was the largest um, supply producer of oil last year. So them going out of the market is going to be crippling. We're going to see prices we've never seen before. And I don't think people get what's coming. It's going to be like Mad Max if you haven't got a Tesla, right? Well, it's, 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 well you know, people, people are finding it difficult enough to live as it is. You imagine what $5 a litre, what that does to people's bottom line. You know, but at you that point, you're laugh, just... Laughing. laugh about your bread comment being at $10. But if you've got to freight that bread around the country... On a truck, but it's not just the freighting, although that's definitely going to be a cost. The base product of the bread isn't going to be there, right? So it's going to be a scarcity issue. If you suddenly take 30% of the world's wheat supply out, I mean, this is the last time there was a major wheat problem like this. This is what sparked the Arab Spring because bread prices went through the roof back in 2008. It's an economic issue for a whole bunch of regions. If they can't get bread and cheap bread, people starve, you know? So, so, so we're going we're gonna to see those sorts of, yeah, $10 loaves. Is, is, it's not impossible. Uh, Courtney Richards, is the Western response to Russia a precedent for China with Taiwan or not really? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I, I, I think that China is absolutely watching this going, <laughs> could we get away with this in Taiwan? Could we not get away with this in Taiwan? And I think that the global condemnation and the speed of it uh, with corporates just picking up, not even waiting for legislation, just going, nut, we're pulling out because there's so much pressure on them on social media to pull out. Um, I think China will be watching that going, oh, this, uh, this isn't going to work for us. Big Logie, truth is we produce enough oil in Asia and Saudi can easily cover Russian oil production. Well, America's dumped their, uh, their interest in Russian oil now, haven't they? Um, uh, well, yeah, but the, but, but the they lift... Um, that's if they lift production and um, that's if uh, America taps its strategic oil resource reserves, which apparently they are. Um, but, you know, why, why would the Saudis suddenly play nice 
if they go, oh, there's, 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 there's you know, 40% less oil in the world. Oh, sure, we'll provide for maybe 20% of that and you can pay the rest. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, just quickly on Radio New Zealand and TVNZ uh, getting together, they're putting it back together again. The old BCNZ is uh, going to be a thing next year. What are your thoughts on this? Um, my thoughts are that you need to have a really, really strong public broadcasting spine um, to be able to have a healthy media community and a healthy media environment. We've learned, I think, the hard way what unregulated social media hate algorithms do for democracy. It forms it up and creates demented sense of reality. Yeah. So you actually need to have a, a, a strong, sturdy spine. What I think is that there should actually be an attempt to try and create some excellence for the end user, for the viewer out there. So what do I mean by that? I mean, make TV in one commercial free, right? Um, so you have you have your commercials on, on, on TV too. Um, there should be a 24-hour news channel. That's just, that's just a, a Radio New Zealand feed that they fill. <laughs> that goes out on one of their, their extra channels. Remember, they've got all of these extra channels which they don't really do anything with other than just plus one it. They, 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 they say, screw you, why should you have some extra choice here? We'll just plus one our broadcasting and give you nothing. I think so the end user, I think the New Zealanders who are watching should be respected enough and given commercial-free options that doesn't have adverts being rammed down your fucking throat every three seconds, and also a really strong journalism that is free, that is available, that is out there, that people can can, can, can hear facts and truth and understanding and debate, and they don't go down those rabbit holes. That's my hope. What it'll probably be is bullshit. Yeah. So they've got a real hard on for a youth network like BBC Radio 1. So apparently that's going to happen now. They're going Thank to basically... God. They're going to do basically. I've heard from inside word they're going to do their same old stuff, except uh, they're going to, Radio New Zealand's going to have better gear. And and that's and that's probably the sad outcome of it. It should be something um, exceptional. It should be something visionary. It should be something that New Zealanders can feel is a treasured jewel in terms of our cultural yeah. uh, infrastructure. It should be all those things. It won't be. Chris Farfoy, <laughs> it'll be the most expensive goodbye resignation letter in New Zealand history. It'll be the most expensive new corporate logo in the fucking New Zealand oh, history. You know it. You know it. What about bringing back a broadcast fee? Would you kind of... Why? Sort of Why? People, people shouldn't have to pay a broadcasting fee. We already pay through our taxes. Um, it should be up to the um, TVNZ to make good public interest, public newsworthy content look at all of the game shows that we import from overseas right yeah. all of the just it's just the it's just the same bullshit with just a different wrapper around it and put it in it's the new zealand version we used to come up with these ideas and these game shows we used to do stuff that was original right and we yeah. sold it to the world pop stars it was, was sold to the world's hell's kitchen was sold to the world all of those things and so I think that, you know, we should be actually making original material that's our culture and our voices and our identity, and we should be celebrating that rather than just getting the latest voice or the, that 
fucking what was that terrible one? The masked singer. I mean, put it yeah. down in my mouth. A uh, big log a year, but bomber Discovery owns TV three, so we so all we get now is American Gold Rush, mate. Yeah. Joke. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I love it. I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what else? We got trash TV for mindless viewers. Yeah, I suppose it all is all like stuff. But it's but it's important, you know. The, the the idea of being able to be entertained and and hear the ideas of the day and 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 and, and, and be informed. These things matter, and the it needs to be a universal platform that we can all gather. And hear the same the same facts and debate it from various different you know places and and I think we've all seen from what happened over the last couple of years with disinformation. People believe some crazy shit now, just stuff that is so off the planet. Well, look at the that they never that they never used to, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, Big Logie twenty four seven news channel would be uh, really hectic though. But I mean, oh, no, no, you. Think about it. You think that you've just you've just got you'll just have um, a team that's doing it on different sections over different parts of the twenty four hours. You've got a chance to ble- uh, uh, get new reporters, fresh blood, fresh you know people, voices, fresh diversity of. Opinion. I mean, look, we know how CNN does it. ITV, yeah, yeah, TV. yeah, it's very we simple. A lot of stories, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of talking heads. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, mate. Really appreciate um, your time. Um, Always. Entertaining and upbeat show. Um, and you're back on. Is it Monday or Tuesday with yours on Rover? Uh, Monday, seven thirty PM. Seven thirty PM. And we can. What's the platform? We go to the Rover platform. That's uh, you can get it on Rover. You can get it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, okay. uh, YouTube, and Facebook. Fantastic. All right, mate. All the best. And uh, you're on the uh, the daily um, whatnot, aren't you? You know I am. You know I am. Yeah. All right, mate. Catch you later. Appreciate it. Love Bradbury, everybody. See you soon, pal. Cheers. Okay, bye. I thought I'd just let him go because, I mean, you know, it's, it's getting on. Plus, I just watched Spencer tonight with um, Kirsten Stewart. Man, she's hot. Uh, she's playing Diana. It's like the guys who did the music, the soundtrack for um, Interstellar, did the annoying piano and jazz music for that movie, and I just couldn't sit through the whole thing. It was Boring us batshit. So I've just finished Fleabag, everybody. Speaking of television, and uh, yeah, <clears throat> so I'm looking for something else. So any other comments, let us know. Benny Mac, uh, good to see you, Benny Mac. Uh, hear from you, Benny Mac. Is uh, that Ryan guy on the news any good? Was Jacinda just own him? I think he kind of kicks her ass occasionally in the morning on the AM show. He does ask some hard questions. Um, and so the big logie, you are hired. Fantastic. That is the show, everybody. Have a lovely uh, Wednesday. We're back on Thursday. I think Selena, our producers, lined up a a guest. And then uh, Michelle will be taking you on Friday night. Uh, But anyway, from us uh, here at Talkback, thank you very much for participating. Check out talkback.nz. You can help donate to keep the lights on here. You can buy us a coffee and it gives you links to where you can hear the show again or watch it again. Um, Enjoy whatever you're doing. Good night.